Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Prayer Time Talks. I'm your host, Ethan McKinney. Today I've got a little thought on my heart. And the thought is fervently praying. If we look at James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. When we look at this scripture, many times we, we wonder and ponder on what does that word fervent mean? Fervently. Well, if you look up the definition of fervent, you will find that it simply means earnest, to earnestly pray, to seek God with all your heart. And that's what fervently praying is, not just speaking empty words, but speaking words of truth, words of desire, things you earnestly want to see God do. When you're praying for someone else, asking God to heal, we need to do that earnestly and wholeheartedly. And we look at this fervent prayer of a righteous man. So a man of God, someone that's saved, someone that's born again, washed by the blood of the Lamb, when they pray fervently, earnestly, wholeheartedly, seeking God, asking God, and expecting by faith that God's going to move, those prayers availeth much. God hears those prayers. A lot of times we think that maybe God's not hearing our prayer. Well, when we do it fervently, earnestly, from the heart, God hears it. And he listens and he answers. We may not always see the answer. We may not always know when God answers. But he will answer and he will move for us. It's part of faith, trusting, and believing that God does hear. God will hear. And God is answering and moving already right now. Another example of a fervent prayer was an example given in the book of Genesis, chapter 32, by Jacob. If we look down verse 24, it says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, there, Wherefore? Is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Jacob was wanting a blessing from God. And in this scripture we see that he wrestled. Some say he wrestled with an angel. Some say he wrestled with God here in this place. But Jacob would not let go. He would not give up. He wanted that blessing. See, that's part of earnestly praying, that fervent 
prayer of a righteous man. Not giving up, but holding on. Not letting go, but holding on. Jacob did not want to let go. He was holding on until he got that blessing. When I was a kid growing up, when you seen people go to the altar and pray, they didn't just pray for five or ten minutes. Altar call lasted sometimes 30, 40 minutes because people were praying and seeking the face of God. They had a desire. They were earnestly seeking. Back then, many people, they went to church and prayed because they needed God. They depended upon God. They depended upon God for rain for their crops. They depended upon God for many different things in their lives. Doctors wasn't really easy to get a hold of years ago. They, a lot of places, they had to call the doctor, and the doctor would have to ride in on a horse. People back then had to depend and trust on God. God was their healer. God was their deliverer. God was the one that moved for them. God was their provider. We live in a day today where God's no longer those things to us. We've got a thing here where I work called Teladoc. If you've got a sickness, you've got an ailment, you've got something wrong with you, you just call up the doctor on the phone. They tell you what you need to do, where you need to go. If you need to go see a doctor, if you need to go into an office, or they can give you a prescription right there over the phone. We depend on that. Our dependence is no longer upon God, but now our dependence is on the things of man. Is it wrong to go to a doctor? No, absolutely not. But it's wrong when you depend on a doctor more than you depend upon God. When it comes to a prayer life, we've got to have our priorities in order. God should be our number one priority. When we want healing, yeah, we should go to a doctor if we're in trouble. If we have a broken arm, we have a need, a sickness, we need to go to the doctor. But we need to trust God first. How many times do we rush to the doctor and then pray? Why not pray first and see if God's going to move before we move in ourselves? We can look at that and many different aspects of our life, not only with sickness and pain and hurt. But we can look at that when we're going to make a decision on buying a car, buying a new home, trusting God, talk to God first, let God give us guidance and direction, and pray it earnestly, actually expecting to hear back from God, fervently praying. Just like Jacob, getting a hold of God and not letting go. Saying, I want that blessing. I need that blessing. When God sees that you mean business, he's going to answer. He's going to move. He's going to help. He's going to strengthen. He's going to deliver. He's going to make you victorious. Why? Because he loves you. He wants to see you an earnest heart. See, the Bible teaches us to follow after God wholeheartedly. The Bible teaches us that number one thing, to fear God. I fear my earthly father. I fear him a lot. I know he can whoop me. <laughs> He's stronger than I am. He's tougher than I am. So I have a fear of him. 
But through that fear, I have a respect and honor that is given to him because of that respect, because of that fear. It should be the same way with God. Yes, God is loving, but God is a wrathful God. We see God's wrath not only in the Old Testament. I hear a lot of people say that God changed to love in the New Testament. God was still wrathful in the New Testament. The Holy Ghost struck people down and killed them because they went against the Holy Ghost. God is still a wrathful God. He's a wrathful God today. And we need to fear that. We need to fear God's wrath. So we need to show God that earnesty of heart when we pray. And part of being earnest is showing, number one, that we love him. But number two, that we do fear him. That we do respect him. We do love him. We do care about him. So we need to have that fervent prayer. Praying fervently. Whatever you've got on your heart today, whatever you've been praying about, whether it be sickness, whether it be pain, worry. I know if you're listening to the news or hear anything about the things going on in America today, there's probably some fear and worry in your heart. Pray earnestly. We need to pray earnestly for this country. But if you've got needs in your life, you don't need to just set them aside. You don't need to ignore these needs. You don't need to push them aside and act like whatever happens, happens. But what you need to do is find you an altar. Find you a place of prayer. Kneel before God. Not leave until you receive that blessing. That's what it takes, friend. You've got to depend and trust upon God. And every time you kneel down to an altar, you better do it kneeling in faith. Oh, it takes faith. Faith believing. Do you love Him today? Do you trust Him? Do you trust Him with your every need, your every care? Well, give Him your cares today. Give Him your worries. Lay it all out for him he'll take care of it he'll move he'll meet your needs today i hope that something we've said has been a help to you we're going to take a moment here to pray if you will if you're able to bow your heads with us dear heavenly father lord we thank you for this opportunity lord god we thank you for this technology that we can reach out and do a ministry for you and in your name. Lord God, we ask that the listener, whoever it is, we pray that they're getting help and being strengthened in you and in their prayer life. Lord God, we ask that you continue to use us, to help us, strengthen us. Lord, let more listeners come to hear and get them. Lord God, we pray for our country, we pray for our nation. Lord, the turmoil that it's in right now in the United States of America. God, we need you to move. Lord God, we need your hand in all of this. All of this. Lord God, if there's lying and cheating involved, God, we pray, reveal it. The Bible says their sins 
will reveal themselves. They will find you out. God, we pray, Lord, that the sins finds them out. Let it be revealed what they have done to hurt and harm you and your work, God. In secret, let it be revealed openly. I pray, Lord, bring this nation back as one nation under God. Lord, we love you and we honor you. God, we pray for the listener, whatever needs that they have, whatever prayers that they are praying, Lord God, meet their needs. Lord, if they need healing, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, touch their bodies and heal them. Lord God, whoever's listening in, Lord, if they need a touch, if they need help, uh, move for them right now. Lord God, if they're praying about making a decision, give them guidance, give them direction right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, be like a a fire lighting up their way, Lord. Uh, Let them see the path uh, that they need to take, Lord. Give them guidance and direction. Lord God, I pray, Lord, for all those, Lord God, that are facing this virus, God. I pray for healing. pray for deliverance, Lord God. Lord, I rebuke this sickness in the name of Jesus. Lord God, move, Lord, right now. Move upon the churches. God, I pray, send revival to the church. Send revival to your people, Lord God. Revive our spirits, Lord God. Touch our hearts and speak to us, Lord. Give us victory, Lord. So many are facing depression, anxiety. God, I pray for victory in our lives, victory in the lives of people that are facing depression, Lord God. Lord, you're greater than this depression. You're greater than anxiety. God, I pray, Lord, to move on these people, on the listeners, those that are in me. Lord, I pray for the lost soul that may listen in. God, I pray for salvation. Lord God, draw them unto you and save their soul before it's too late. Lord God, we love you, we honor you, and we praise you. We give you all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Friend, we thank you for listening in. We hope that we've said or done something to be a help to you. May God richly bless you and your family.